The following program is brought to you by the friends and partners of Creation Today and by viewers like you. Thank you. Was there ever really an Ice Age? Yes, actually several of them. There's already four of them out with a fifth one on its way and boy are they funny. I love it when Sid goes, look, the tigers are playing tag with the antelope with their teeth. No, not the movie, The Ice Age. Oh, like yes. The Ice Age. Now the scriptures never mention an Ice Age. Did it really happen? Some scientists believe the Ice Age ended 12,000 years ago. But the Bible teaches the Earth is only 6,000 years old. We've, We've got, got a problem. problem. There's a war going on in our world against Christianity. Are you ready to defend your faith in Christ? The Creation Today Show provides you with the ammunition you need. We prepare you to defend your faith. Arm your children and raise up a family that glorifies the Creator, Jesus Christ. This season we're teaching you battleship apologetics. Science, history, individual experience, philosophy, Battleship Apologetics. Today's guest is climatologist, Dr. Larry Vardaman. Eric discovers a lost civilization and Marianne gets her chance to teleport in What Caused the Ice Age. Welcome to the Creation Today Show. Today we're discussing the Ice Age. If the Earth is around 6,000 years old and scientists tell us that the last Ice Ages ended around 12,000 years ago, how do we reconcile the Ice Age within a biblical time frame? Well, there's a good evidence, there is good evidence out there, that it did happen. Today we're going to explore exactly how it's actually a great scientific apologetic for Genesis as true history. The Ice Age is a fascinating topic that is often discussed in school and at home and Hollywood. But sadly, most people only hear about it from a secular viewpoint and don't look at the subject from a biblical perspective. This is where it gets interesting though. The secular view has no good mechanism to cause a single ice age, let alone the many they propose. But the Bible does have a mechanism. That is what we want to take a closer look at. But first, here's the evidence showing the Ice Age really happened. We see straight scratch marks in bedrock, which extend for many, many miles. There are huge piles of pulverized mountain rock, strange boulders transported from one place to another place, and even deep U-shaped valleys carved right through mountains. Each of these mysterious features are known to have been produced during an ice age. At its peak, about one-third of the continents were covered by glacial ice sheets. During this time, the ocean levels were much lower because much of the water had been turned into snow or ice. This would create land bridges between continents, allowing mass migrations of man and beast. Australia was connected to Asia. Alaska was connected to Russia. If you look carefully, you can see that by lowering the water levels in the oceans just 200 feet, natural land bridges would appear. There are many hypotheses and theories for how the Ice Age started among secular scientists, but none of them can account for all the necessary components which would thrust the Earth into this global Ice Age. Secular scientists 
And by the way, when we say secular scientists, we mean scientists that don't interpret the science we see today through a biblical perspective. They've got great difficulty explaining any recent ice ages simply based on the rates they observe in our world today. For example, one problem is that summer temperatures in the northern United States would have to cool more than 50 degrees Fahrenheit, accompanied by a huge increase in snowfall. What in the world would trigger or sustain such a dramatic global climate change that would persist for hundreds of years? Well, David Alt from the University of Montana in Missoula recently admitted, although theories abound, no one really knows what causes the ice ages. That's not true because we do and we're going to share it with the viewers. Yes! Ooh. Up next, we are going to interview an atmospheric scientist who spent most his many of his years studying the climate and also considering how the flood model could outsmart secular models. Hey, instead of Skyping him in, why don't we do what we did in, uh, with Tim Chafee and teleport you out there to Washington State to talk to him? What do you Are think you about sure that? that's safe? Absolutely. You saw it work with Tim, didn't you? Yes. Okay. 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 We can do this. All right. Just All right. Uh, you zoom in where you're supposed to, where he's okay. going to be. He's at his house, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Zoom in. Okay. You guys are going to love Dr. Larry Vardaman. His list of credentials is like a mile long. And let's just say he's a guy that has been around and he just happens to be an expert on the Ice Age. You got it, Miriam? Yes. I have it. And he lives in the mountains up there? Yes. That is really cool. All right, you okay. sure you're ready? <laughs> ready as all ever be. I can't wait to see okay. the other. Here you go. Okay. Hope that worked. We'll be right back with an interview between Larry Vardaman and hopefully Marianne Pike. There's been an incredible con that's occurred in the culture. Evolution in millions of years is the greatest myth ever forced on the minds of men. Big Bang, evolution, millions of years, people just believe it blindly. How can you not believe that somebody designed all of this? We know he exists because of creation. just faith, we have science. It's really on our side. Evolutionists employ dating methods which consistently date objects as millions and even billions of years old. Creationists, on the other hand, quite rightly spend a lot of time showing the inconsistencies and improvable presuppositions that undergird such evolutionary dating methods. Why exactly is it that creationists teach that the Bible allows for only 6,000 years or so of history? In this Creation Today commentary, Paul Taylor gives a full explanation of the biblical calculation of the age of the earth. To order this downloadable book, visit us at the Creation Store, www.creationstore.org. Today's Creation Network highlight is Northwest Science Museum of Boise, Idaho. The vision for this museum is to present professional exhibits similar to a natural history museum and include a biblical point of view. 
Their goal is to show that creation science can explain the evidence we see in the world around us and that it is not just religion through compelling museum exhibits. Visit them online at northwestsciencemuseum.com. Check out creationnetwork.org to discover more of the creation museums and outdoor creation field trips available to you. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. Dr. Vardaman took me to his favorite fishing spot along the Skagit River, where I asked him for the lowdown on the Ice Age. Well, the Ice Age was a period in Earth history in which snow accumulated to a much greater depth than it does today. The uh, climate was a little bit different. It was much moister and cooler, particularly in the summertime, so that when the snow and ice accumulated, it didn't melt in the summertime. It just continued accumulating all year round. And it covered large areas of the Earth, both hemispheres, generally from about 45 degrees latitude in the northern hemisphere all the way to the pole, and the same thing in the southern hemisphere. 45 degree latitude is just around Portland, and uh, there were ice sheets in the uh, uh, Portland area and up particularly into the Seattle area, covering the Puget Sound up into Canada. Most all of Canada was covered. Europe was covered, particularly England was buried under a lot of ice in parts of Asia. And there were places where the, the snow actually it came down even further south than that, even down as far as the equator. Wow. And the southern hemisphere had a lot of ice and snow on it as well, particularly along the Andes all the way down into South America. Could you share with us too about some of the uh, secular theories for the Ice Age? What started the Ice Age and do, are these theories even valid? I mean, Well, there's some 60 theories, believe it or not, Whoa. about what caused the Ice Age. <laughs> but the most popular one is called the astronomical theory. And it was developed by a scientist by the name of Milankovitch. Okay. And basically the idea is from that view that the way in which the Earth and the Sun are in its orbit, it changes orientation over long periods of time. Mm -hmm. And they found that there was cycles that on about 20,000 or 40,000 or 100,000 year cycles that were corresponding with layers of sediment in the bottom of the ocean. And they could relate that, or they th think they did statistically. And these connections are very tenuous but that's become the primary explanation. One of the weaknesses of that particular theory is that the 100,000 year cycle is the one that they believe the ice ages occurred. So that there was about 100,000 years of ice and then 10,000 years of warm, no ice conditions, and then another one. And there were up to 60 of those cycles. Uh, the problem is that the 100,000 year cycle that they believe occurred has the weakest support in terms of changes in solar energy striking the Earth. So they require some kind of a feedback mechanism to make it stronger. They have no idea what that is. Okay. For example, um, if you have uh, um, snow accumulating on the surface of the Earth, uh -huh. it reflects a lot of the solar radiation back to space and emits uh, heat to space at night. The more snow you have, the more it cools the surface of the earth and the more snow you get. That would be like a feedback mechanism. Okay. Okay. But the 100,000 year cycle is the weakest. In other words, 
it barely changes the amount of heating or cooling that occurs okay. with that cycle of 100,000 years. So, so that's the weakest. Kind of well, yeah, it, it just doesn't do much. It's very moderate. It doesn't change. Like the 20,000 year cycle, it has a much stronger signal, as they call it. Okay. So it would not need as strong a feedback ne mechanism. So everybody's in, in an under agreement in the conventional community that the ice ages occurred every 100,000 years, but yet the support for it is just not there. Uh-huh. Okay. Does scripture provide us with any mechanism that might yes. explain the Ice Age? That's what's exciting about this okay. whole thing. Um, the conventional viewpoint believes that things have not changed very much at all. It just takes a minor fluctuation to cause an Ice Age to start. Okay. On the other hand, if you believe that the Earth has only been around a few thousand years, it takes a tremendous amount of energy to make that happen. So at first glance, you might think creationists have got a problem. But the Genesis flood was a gigantic geological effect with tremendous amounts of energy involved. Mm -hmm. And every time I study this, I realize that the, the Genesis flood was an even greater event. Yes. You know, all the continents were destroyed. The volcanoes went off. There was earthquakes everywhere. The continents were separated. All this geological work produced a tremendous amount of heat plus all the magma that came up from the crust of the earth into the oceans. Okay. There were mid-ocean mid ridges all over the earth, about a 40,000 mile long mountain chain that's made out of basalt, which was originally hot magma. And all that heat was removed very rapidly and into the ocean. So at the end of the Genesis flood, the oceans were probably 120 degrees Fahrenheit wow. or more. Wow. So it was warmer than bathtub water. Yeah. This would have produced a tremendous El Nino effect. Okay. El Nino is where you have a two or three degree warming of the ocean off the west coast of the United States and it produces more clouds, more precipitation, and stormier conditions. Okay. Well if you can imagine the whole ocean of the world being much warmer by you know 60 or 80 degrees warmer that effect would produce an incredible amount of effect. So between the warming of the ocean and the particulates are thrown up into the atmosphere by the volcanoes, which mm -hmm. actually caused cooling over the continents. Sure. You had warm, moist air coming over the continents, hitting the cold conditions over the continents, and falling out of snow. Ooh. And so you accumulate all these ice sheets and glaciers in 500 years or so mm -hmm. after the Genesis flood. Wow. Larry, where can our audience go to get more of your resources and learn more about the Ice Age? Well, I'm retired now, so I haven't been writing very much lately, but I wrote a lot of articles, and those are available online. If uh, your listeners want to go to icr.org okay. and click on the resources section and then enter my name, Larry Vardaman, mm -hmm. they'll have all kinds of articles that they can read about the Ice Age and global warming and all kinds of things like that. Great. Well, and if any of our younger audiences are interested in the Ice Age, what degree would you recommend that they go for if well, they wanted to pursue this? Actually, what you want to be is a climatologist okay. or what's called a paleoclimatologist. That means an old climate that you study. Uh -huh. And in order to be prepared for that, you actually need to go into becoming a meteorologist or a um, paleontologist, a okay. paleoclimatologist, and that would prepare you to study climate okay. in, a, in graduate school. Meteorology, that's what you want to do. And you, okay. you need to, if, if you're in high school and you need to prepare for that, you need to take all the math and science that you can get. Uh -huh. Great. 
Thank you, Dr. Vardaman, for the interview today. Uh, if you would like to view our extended interview, that will be available at creationtoday.org. And we will head back to the studio after this break. Do you find yourself jumping from site to site or wading through thousands of search results to find answers about God's Word and His creation? Well, no more. SearchCreation.org brings the top creation and apologetic websites together into one search engine while ignoring the thousands of sites that push lies and half-truths. So if you have questions about molecular chemistry, deep space, dinosaurs, or how to defend your faith in a godless world, visit us at SearchCreation.org. Was it eons of time that shaped the Earth's most dramatic rock features? Or could the Earth's surface be explained by the global flood catastrophe described of in the Bible? Mainstream science denies that alternative. Has science made it impossible for us to believe the Bible? No, there's good reason to doubt the millions of years theory that dominates geology. Today we're going to explore some evidence from a catastrophic flood that ripped through our own backyard at the end of the Ice Age. It's called the Lake Missoula Flood. The Creation Explorers will journey into this flood's path. They will explore the features carved by the Missoula Flood and see how these same features can be seen across the Earth. This evidence for catastrophic flood erosion shows us just how possible the Bible's global flood catastrophe can be. Don't Miss the Boat contains information for the layman who wants solid evidence of the worldwide flood that he can share with others. Theological considerations, historical essays, and scientific implications are included, as well as fictional representations that convey the emotional power of God's judgment on a wicked pre-flood world. Or don't miss the boat. Visit us at creationstore.org. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. Welcome back to the Creation Today show. We're talking about the Ice Age. Marianne was just up doing an interview with Dr. Larry Vardaman in the Northern Cascade Mountains. Let me go ahead and bring her back in here. Hey, it worked. Yes, Welcome back. I brought back a souvenir for you. Oh, that's awesome. Is this Dr. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Vardaman's Over the Edge. Over the Edge. Thrilling real life adventures in Grand Canyon. Uh -huh. It's a really good read, too. Sounds fascinating. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Thank yeah. you. Are you guys going to do an extended interview? Yes, we are. I, I need to talk some more about the Ice Age with him. And okay. then also, I'd like to hear his, his thoughts about global warming and climate change. And Oh, I can't wait uh, to hear about so that. So I have 10 minutes. And you so got to get back out there. I have to be right there. back. So. All right, I can't wait to hear about what he knows about that. So here's what we know according to the biblical Ice Age scientists. This event would have begun after the global flood with increasing snowfall and cold summers. The Earth would reach maximum glaciation within 500 years, yeah. right, mm -hmm. after the flood. And this Ice Age would last around 700 years. 
Today, we're still seeing the effects of this global change to the environment. Mariana came up with a, uh, a little phrase that we can use to describe what we are still experiencing okay. from the global flood. What is it? I call it climate change. <laughs> you came up with that? Absolutely. Brand new phrase, climate change. Okay. You can use it. Well, speaking of climate change, it was so interesting to hear about how volcanism played a key role in impacting the climate after the flood. In recent history, we saw a similar global impact by the eruption of Mount Tambora. Oh, I was going to go into the uh, lost cities to go into the Ice Age and talk about those. Yeah, that's good, but uh, let's first talk about the volcano first. Okay. Okay, so Mount Tambora is a volcano in the Indonesian islands of uh, Sumbawa. In 1850, it had the deadliest eruption in recorded history. It killed at least 71,000 people. Between 11,000 to 12,000 people were killed directly by the eruption, and the rest died of starvation because the eruptive fallout ruining agricultural productivity in the local region. It wasn't quite as big a supervolcano as uh, the Yellowstone caldera, but it was just one level lower. Okay, so in 1815, Mount Tambora blew fire, smoke, and gas 25 miles straight up into the atmosphere. Pyroclastic flows poured down the slopes at more than 100 miles an hour, destroying everything in their path. And when it hit the sea 25 miles away, it was still so hot, it made the water in the sea boil. In the weeks and months to follow, a haze of sulfuric acid aerosols and ash circled the earth as dust blocked the sunlight. But what else followed? Climate change. Climate change that impacted the whole globe. The following year was known as the year without summer. Crops throughout the earth were destroyed. Wow, during, during those summer months, uh, frost and snow destroyed the crops throughout New England, caused many to pack up and migrate west. Unceasing rain fell over Europe and Great Britain. It rained for eight weeks straight in Ireland, and the potato famine that followed brought starvation and typhus, and it killed thousands of individuals. This one volca volcano changed the global climate dramatically. It confirms Dr. Vardaman's conclusions on how the flood tectonics and volcanic upheaval would have had lingering effects on the climate triggering tremendous precipitation and winter snows that wouldn't melt during cool summers. Now, sea levels during the Ice Age were about 300 feet lower than it is now. The ice, or as the ice began to melt, it added lots of water to the oceans and caused sea levels to rise. Anyone who had built a city near the shoreline found themselves in big trouble. As the water came up, people had to abandon their cities and they had to move off to higher ground. This is exactly what we see evidence of today. There are dozens of lost cities buried under coastal waters. Atlantis is probably the most legendary lost city, which was said to have been submerged by water. Its location is actually still under investigation, but its tale does fit with an ice age. Mm -hmm. And there are actually several cities along Earth's continent coastlines that have been discovered, which are now underwater. Here's a clip from Strange Mysteries that shows what they found on the coast of Japan. The nation state of Japan is an archipelago composed of almost 7,000 islands, forming a crescent-shaped string pointing towards Taiwan. Yonaguni Island represents the tip of the island chain, 
and this southernmost boundary marker was its primary claim to fame up until 1986. That's when Kichiro Aritake, a local scuba diver offering Swim with the Sharks tours, accidentally discovered the sunken ruins of one of humanity's oldest structures, a 100-foot tall pyramid-shaped complex, quite a bit larger than a football stadium, just 20 feet below the ocean's surface, off the southernmost tip of this southernmost island. The monument appears to be carved of natural rock formations facing south and features several megalithic square blocks arranged in perfect parallel formations with post holes and drill marks arranged in archways, corridors, stairs, terraces, a triangular pool with drainage channels, and several unusual carvings that can be easily interpreted as a turtle and a dragon's head beside a human face. It could date as far back as the last ice age 10,000 years ago, when water levels were much lower than they are today. I'm blown away at what they find underwater. The underwater city in the Gulf of Cam uh, Cambay, what's it called? Cambay, right? Cambay, along the west coast of India, is another city submerged below 120 feet of water. Archaeologists have actually found construction material, sections of walls, sculptures, pottery, even human remains. And the scientists there agree this city dates to around the time of the Ice Age. Mm -hmm. There's a submerged ancient road system just 53 miles due east of Miami, Florida. It is near the Bimini Islands. Check this map out from Answers in Genesis. It shows us how much land was covered by ice during the Ice Age. Like Dr. Vardaman said, most of North America and lots of Europe were covered by ice. Yeah, there is so much we can learn about the Ice Age, but unfortunately we're out of, we're almost out of time. So let's review how the global flood provided the right sequence of catastrophic conditions to ignite a global Ice Age. First, the oceans were warmed by the geologic turmoil in the Earth's crust. Volcanoes were erupting, releasing huge amounts of aerosols. These aerosols would block the sunlight. That caused the atmosphere and the continents to cool. Together, the warm oceans and the cool continents contributed to more precipitation on the Earth. This produced a tremendous amount of snow in the northern latitudes and on mountaintops. As the snow accumulated, it packed into ice, creating these massive glaciers. The snow and the ice reflected the sunlight, preventing it from warming the earth. This environment was known as... The Ice Age. The Ice Age. It existed for hundreds of years. Then, for the next few thousand years, the earth warmed. Today, we see oscillations between warmer and cooler temperatures. We call this phenomenon... Climate, climate change. change. <laughs> and it is all the result of the global flood. That's the truth about how the Ice Age really happened. So as it turns out, the Ice Age is great evidence for the truth of the Bible. And we pray that this information has been helpful for you. Thank you for joining us today. And if you want more information about Creation Today, or if you are interested in enrolling on our online course, just visit us at creationtoday.org. And if you have questions, please send those to questions at creationtoday.org. 
If this show has been a blessing to you, we would love to hear from you. So please send your comments to comments at creationtoday.org. Now, Dr. Vardaman has been waiting. He's going to do an extended interview oh, with yes, Mar you, Marianne. Right. Does it hurt or feel anything when you go I, through the teleport? I don't feel anything. It's that's weird. strange. You ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Hope that worked again. You can check out the extended interview at creationtoday.org. Or at least you'll see Dr. Vardaman there. I hope you see Marianne there. God bless. Get the ammunition you need to defend your faith by visiting our website for up-to-date content, attending one of our live events, and shopping online at creationstore.org. We are Creation Today.